Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Mummy Movie Podcast. In this episode, we shall be looking at some of the very early silent films which revolve around ancient Egypt and mummies. I should probably just put out a little warning first. There may be one or two themes in this one that may make some listeners uncomfortable. For instance, one of the films does focus on suicide. It is by no means a large part of this episode, but I felt I should probably just make that known. In terms of the format for the episode, unsurprisingly it will be a little bit different. The first part will focus on some of the lost silent films, which, although known about, have no surviving copies. And in the second section, I shall go over a couple of the silent films that have survived. In general, the purpose of this episode is to look at some of the early tropes that don't really survive anymore, and to see how we ended up with the mummy as the bandaged horror villain we have today. Okay, let us travel back in time to a world that was very different to our own. Let us travel back to before the common mummy tropes. Let us enter the silent era of film. Right, so here I shall look at three examples of Lost Mummy films. The first of these is titled Robin Cleopatra's Tomb, a French film from 1899. The second is simply called The Mummy, an American film from 1911. And finally, we have the German film Nur und Tod, otherwise known as The Fool and Death from 1920. We shall start with Robin Cleopatra's Tomb, 
This film was directed by Georges Méliès, who would later go on to direct A Trip to the Moon in 1902. So, Trip to the Moon, for those who don't know, is considered one of the greatest silent films ever made. Robin Cleopatra's Tomb was an incredibly short film, only two minutes long, and the plot revolved around a man entering the tomb of Cleopatra and cutting the body into pieces. Mist then envelops the tomb, and from it, Cleopatra appears as a beautiful woman. In terms of The Mummy from 1911, this one had a more in-depth plot and was about 15 minutes long. It revolves around a man named Jack, who wants to marry the daughter of a professor. In order to impress the professor, he becomes an Egyptologist and brings a mummy back from Egypt, which he stores in his apartment. The mummy comes to life when it is exposed to a live wire and gets electrocuted. Much like with Robin Cleopatra's tomb, the mummy here is a beautiful woman. In this case, she is attracted to Jack, but Jack rejects her as he loves the professor's daughter. In her anger, the mummy mummifies Jack. The professor finds the mummified body of Jack and is about to cut it open to examine it, when the mummy, having a change of heart, comes back and saves him. The story ends with the professor marrying the mummy. Because why not, I guess? <laughs> Finally, we have Na und Todd, so the fall and death, which was between 75 minutes to 85 minutes long. So we're talking about a full-length film here. This story is a little bit darker. It starts with a sculptor killing himself in the middle of a museum. When the museum director finds a body, he examines it and finds a diary that explains the sculptor's motivations. Whilst in Egypt, the sculptor had found a mummy and a papyrus, and on his return he had left these to the museum. The scroll explained that one day, the mummy, who was the daughter of a king, would reawaken. That day finally came, and the sculptor fell under the mummy's spell, because, as you've probably already guessed, once again, the mummy was a beautiful woman. Are you beginning to see one of these early tropes yet? The woman gets kidnapped by a man named Count Galine, and the sculptor follows the two back to the museum, where he shoots the mummy to release the curse, and then kills himself in his grief. For me, when looking at these three films, the most interesting reoccurring theme, unsurprisingly, is that the mummy is always a beautiful woman. This may seem strange, but there are several things to bear in mind here. Firstly, we are talking about a very different society, with different values and morals. After all, a lot has changed in a hundred years. Secondly, it needs to be remembered that the idea of making the mummy into a horror character had not fully developed yet. That's not to say there weren't underlying themes of horror, there clearly were, but it just wasn't the main one and it is quite clear that other genres were just more popular at the time. After all, in the early 1800s we had some of the greatest romance stories of all times with the likes of Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice. And then in the 1840s, although a darker story, there was the likes of Jane Eyre which also had a strong romantic focus. Even when it came to books like War and Peace, often it took a soap opera-like approach, focusing on the different families and the romance between them. So basically, 
a lot of these early mummy movies were simply borrowing off of the tropes of the day, and those tropes were romance-based. It's much in the same way that when we got to the 1990s and early 2000s, the mummy movies focused more on action-adventure than they did horror. Also, when you take into account that in 1798, Napoleon had colonised Egypt, and since then there had been an explosion of new discoveries and interest in the country, I mean, in 1822, hieroglyphs had even been deciphered. Basically, it was a land of secrets and mysteries that was slowly being uncovered. What goes well with secrets and mysteries, even today? Romance. And as such, these new finds and this new interest in Egypt led to several books during the 1800s combining romance with ancient Egypt. For instance, in The Mummy's Foot, a man buys a mummy's foot as a paperweight from an antique shop. The mummy, an ancient princess, then comes looking for the foot. When the man agrees to give it back, she takes him on a journey to her homeland, where he meets the king and asks the king for his daughter's hand in marriage. There is more to this story, and it is actually quite an entertaining read. I would recommend it to anyone who is interested, as the story is relatively short and can be found easily online. Even when it came to stories that weren't necessarily about romance, or at least not romance with the mummy, such as Lost in the Pyramid from 1869, the mummy was still usually a beautiful woman, and so these early silent films continued that theme, largely because they were the tropes of the day. Okay, we shall now move on to some of the films that are still available. During my searching, I managed to find two films that were still available to watch, though technically the newer of these is not really a silent film. The first of these is a German film which is named Die Augen der Mumie Ma, which translates as The Eyes of the Mummy Ma. The second of these, as stated earlier, is not really a silent film, but it is interesting for our purposes. This one is a Disney film from the Silly Symphony series, which is named Mummy Melodies from 1931. Both of these films can easily be found on YouTube for anyone who is interested. We shall start with the older and longer of these two, The Eyes of the Mummy Ma. In this film, we follow a painter named Wendland on his trip to Egypt. One day, he hears about an ancient tomb of a princess named Ma, which drives everyone who goes inside insane. His interest peaked. Wendland heads to the tomb and finds a man named Radu outside. Radu takes him into the tomb, where they see the eyes of the princess through the sarcophagus, which is leaned up against the wall. The eyes are moving, as if she is alive. Not falling for this, Wendland overpowers Radu, and opens the sarcophagus where there is a room hidden behind. He finds a woman named Mahir, who Radu has held captive for many years. Wendland rescues Ma, and they head back to Europe together. Meanwhile, Radu, in his grief, heads out into the desert and faints. He is found by a prince, who is also heading back to Europe. Radu agrees to become his servant, and vows to find both Wendland and Ma, and get his revenge. Back in Europe, Wendland marries Ma, and then it is discovered that she can dance in an exotic way. As such, she begins to make a name for herself on a variety show. After a while, 
The prince who saved Radu in the desert buys a painting of Ma from Wonderland, and this gives Radu the chance to get into the house where he kills Ma. Wendland arrives, but too late to save her. Now, of course, this film is not really a mummy story, as everything in it could technically have happened. But once again, it still has the theme of a beautiful woman who is taking the place of the mummy. In terms of Egyptian melody, so the Disney film, this film is a bit newer, as it comes from 1931. This means it came out only a year before Boris Karloff's Mummy movie, the first truly overt use of a mummy as a horror villain. In Egyptian melodies, a spider, who looks suspiciously like Mickey Mouse, goes into a tomb that is beneath the feet of the Sphinx. It wanders around a labyrinth of corridors until it arrives at some coffins. The undead mummies emerge from these and start dancing. This terrifies the spider. The pictures on the wall also start dancing and the spider is so scared that it flees the tomb. Egyptian Melodies is actually quite interesting. Although it was very much a short cartoon which was meant to be cute really, it also shows the idea that the mummy as a horror character was very much a thing by this point. There is no hint of the mummy as a beautiful woman here. Instead, the spider is terrified by the bandaged mummies. It is fair to say, however, that this is not the first example of a mummy as either a man or evil. Even in the first ever mummy story, The Mummy, a tale from the 22nd century, which came out in 1827, the mummy was both a man and portrayed as evil. In this one, however, the mummy was a far cry from the bandaged monster. Instead, he was a man who lived in society and was more known for getting involved in politics and just generally being a negative influence. So, a far cry from the later mummy movies. Although, in fairness, you can see some influence in this in The Mummy 1932 with Boris Karloff. After all, in that one, the mummy also lives in society and kind of integrates. Another example of a male mummy would be the short story Some Words with the Mummy by Edgar Allan Poe. In this satire piece from 1845, the mummy was once again a man, though the focus here was more on lost knowledge. In this one, the mummy was also not evil. Even in the film mentioned earlier, The Eyes of the Mummy Ma from 1918, you had the idea of people being terrified to death when they entered the tomb of the Princess Ma. Though, once again in this one, tragedy and romance quickly took centre stage, meaning that the horror was kind of more of an underlining theme, as opposed to the main point. Therefore, although there had been some underlying horror themes in earlier films and literature, I would argue that Mummy Melodies is one of the earliest films that starts to show modern mummy tropes that survive to this very day. This film also has one other substantial difference to the earlier films I have spoken about. It is the only one to come out after the finding of Tutankhamun's tomb in 1922. Bear in mind that the media leaned heavily on the idea of a curse here, with the whole death will come on swift wings to all who enter this tomb, followed by the death of Lord Carnarvon. And so this almost certainly influenced the horror approach here. Further, it needs to be remembered 
that although romance was still very big at this time, horror was also very much on the rise. In fact, in the same year as Egyptian Melodies, two of the greatest horror films of all time were released. Frankenstein, starring Boris Karloff, the man who would play Imhotep the Mummy the very next year, and Dracula with Bela Lugosi. Basically, we were seeing the rise of the horror genre, and it is only natural that the mummy genre would change as well to accommodate this. So, to conclude this whole episode, there are several reasons why the older, lost silent films here focused on romance. For instance, there was a new interest in Egypt thanks to the colonisation by Napoleon, as this led to new discoveries being made. It very much highlighted Egypt as a land of mystery and intrigue, and these things go naturally hand in hand with romance. Further, there are plenty of reasons why this genre turned to horror, with the mummy becoming a walking creature of evil. For instance, the discovery of the tomb of Tutankhamun and the so-called curse. However, the overarching narrative here is that the mummy genre changed with the times. When romance was popular, the mummy was a beautiful woman. And when horror became the main genre, the mummy then changed into a horror character. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I will admit, I certainly had fun researching it. And if you have, why not consider liking, subscribing, sharing on social media, and join me next week while we shall be looking at the 1954 film Valley of the Kings. I hope you all have a great week and see you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.